Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 94 of Go Tell It to the Wall Podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And you may have noticed if you've been a longtime listener that we did miss an episode last week. I was quite sick. I was pretty much on my deathbed, <laughs> as I guess I could say that as a male, the stereotype. Uh, I, I'm not fully back yet. So we'll see how this goes. If I start to lose my voice, we're going to have to cut it a little bit short. I'm going to do my absolute best. Uh, of course, I've now my daughter is sick. My wife is. It's just a whole madness here at the O'Rourke household. Uh, but we will get through it. I'm going to do my absolute best to, to not destroy my voice throughout the episode. Uh, just just please, please bear with me. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I'm still a little nasally. And on top of everything, I got a nice little ear infection uh, end of last week. So I'm <laughs> I'm not even like... I'm not even hearing correctly in my monitors. It's been an interesting prep day because I kept like going and I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. No, that's wrong. And I realize it's just because my ears are still also not back to 100 percent. But nonetheless, we are going to get through it. Episode 94. I've got a lot of great stuff for you. And of course, because we missed a week last week, last week. We've got extra content that's just kind of been sitting in the hopper. So let's kick things off with social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us during episodes, before episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please. And there's multiple ways to do that. One of them would be Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod, as well as at Magic Muppet. At Tell the Wall Pod is obviously the official, official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account. At Magic Muppet is my own personal Twitter account. Just follow both of them. You're going to get doubled up on some stuff because obviously I retweet stuff that goes out through the origin, the official uh, Twitter account, but there's also other stuff that you're not going to see. So make sure you just follow both of them. Additionally, we are currently live on Facebook right now. Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Make sure you like our page. That's going to give you updates on everything. And as I've said before, that's where we actually have admins. I have people keeping stuff in check and in line on Facebook as opposed to Twitter, which is just kind of me mashing at a keyboard at times. Uh, so that would be kind of a, one of the good places to, to make sure you're staying up to date on all of those things. Uh, and of course, YouTube, we are still on YouTube. Uh, head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. You're going to find all of the live feeds for those of you that only listen to the audio uh, and don't catch the live feeds on Facebook. That would be the place to, to catch them after the fact and see the actual live feeds. In addition to that, that's where all the beer reviews live, uh, all of the parenting clips, all kinds of other good stuff, including clips, individual clips from the show. So if you want to go back and check out like individual cool rants and clips that we got into, that would be the place to do it. Again, YouTube, just search Go Tell It to the Wall. Make sure you subscribe to our page. And most importantly, all-encompassing of all those things I just mentioned is SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com is our official website. If you head over there, you're actually going to find links to all those things I just mentioned. You're going to find photos that you don't find anywhere else, our blog posts, as well as all kinds of other great fun stuff. So make sure you bookmark that, check back often, stay up to date on everything that is Go Tell to the Wall and everything that is Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, you also find on the website a link to our Patreon campaign, our Patreon it's not a campaign, Patreon page, uh, where you can, if you so see fit to do it, uh, you can support us financially. Every dollar counts, every dollar helps. So please, please check out Patreon and see if it's something you are interested in doing for Go Tell It to the Wall, both the podcast, the channel, really everything that encompasses the Go Tell It to the Wall empire. I like to call it an empire, even though it's not really a very big empire. It's still an empire, Go Tell It to the Wall. Ah, 
All right, all those things. SeanRourkeLive.com. I'm already starting to lose my voice again, so this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, and, of course, beer this week is a tasty one. It's an interesting one. It's a semi-local one. It's really local for me. This is a brewery out of San Diego called St. Archer. They're called St. Archer, and tonight I have their IPA, their India Pale Ale, sitting at, uh, I believe it was 6 7% thought it was a 6.57% alcohol content on that one. And if you're not familiar with St. Archer, uh, they're an independent brewing company out of San Diego, California. They actually have multiple owners. If you're familiar with Sean White, uh, the Olympian, the snowboarder, the skateboarder, he's actually a part owner in this particular uh, brewery, St. Archer. So check them out, especially if you're in Southern California. They should be fairly easy to find, but I believe they've got a pretty wide distributorship throughout the nation, so you might be able to find them. And in fact, they have a a beer called White Ale, and I have, I'm have i not positive, but I have a feeling that that one is named for Sean White. Hey, Chris. Uh, so definitely check them out. Tasty Brew. I'm enjoying it. It's a smooth IPA, uh, so definitely, definitely check out St. Archer. I haven't, I've had a few of their brews. I have not been disappointed uh, by any of the ones I've had. They even have a blonde, like a blonde ale. I'm not, hu- not usually huge on the blondes, but even that one's pretty tasty for a blonde. I'm not saying it's you know, it's just not usually my cup of tea. I'm more of an ale guy, more of a pale ale guy. Uh, the IPAs on occasion. Chris, this would actually be one that you might be familiar with. Our inner producer, Chris, uh, has joined the the live feed here. Uh, I think you could handle this one, Chris. Chris, as I've mentioned before, does not like the super, super hoppy IPAs. He gave up on them a few years ago. In fact, I remember the exact terms. Uh, not the exact terms, but Chris said something to me like, you know what, I realized one day I didn't like IPAs, so I stopped drinking them. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of the way to go so but Chris we'll have to try one of these from St. Archer see if you like that one Mm. I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it it's on the stronger side seven percent but it's not super strong like a lot of the stones I've been looking at some of the stone uh brews that have been coming out and they like I know they have the crazy ones they get up to like 13 percent but even some of their pale ales and their IPAs and their ales have been hitting like eight percent and it's like whoa I know, and people that don't drink beer are probably like, "What? Do you, that's a seven percent. What's the difference? It's it's a it's a big difference when you're drinking a few of them. You're having one of them. That's one thing. But when you're drinking a few, like uh, that's a big difference. That extra one percent alcohol content. Uh, so was, this is right in my wheelhouse as far as the alcohol content. Usually I like them around six, but I can do a little seven here and there. Actually, I had a tasty Lagunitas for the first time last week, and we'll probably get that one on the podcast here soon. I just remembered. I don't know why I didn't get that one for this week, and I've still got uh, another uh, Black Hog brew sitting over here that I've been waiting to bust out for one of these podcasts. And there's an extremely interesting beer that I'm excited about uh, that I'm going to tell you a little bit about when we get into some music here. But before we get there, let's get into some social trends that are happening right now. That's right. Social trends this week. Not a lot of funny stuff going on, but there are some things. However, I want to kick things off with this. uh, These couple hashtags that are trending right now. One of them is hashtag deranged Donald hashtag deranged Donald, not Donald Duck. No, 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 not Donald Duck. This would be the orange menace that that is being referred to by this hashtag. And apparently George Conway uh, started this and, and has been trying to get get it to, to collect steam, I guess, for lack of a better phrase there on Twitter. And apparently it has. So I'm seeing it trending on Twitter. I'm not going to read through any of these. It's pretty obvious. You're pr- like If you're a big orange menace fan, You've probably found this podcast by accident or you just listened to me to to get upset that (laughs) I talk so bad, rightly so, about the Orange Menace. Uh, So check that one out. Share your own thoughts on Twitter, on the social platforms with hashtag DerangedDonald. Another hashtag kind of relating to that that's going on right now is hashtag Republicans for Impeachment. 
That's right. Hashtag Republicans for impeachment. So these are and I'm sure there's other people sharing this because there's no way that it checks if you're actually a Republican, uh, if you voted Republican, if you're registered with the Republican Party, whatever it might be. Uh, so who knows? Other people could be sharing this. However, it does give me just a slight, slight glimmer of hope that there are people from the GOP party out there realizing that they shouldn't be supporting the orange menace. At the same time, it also makes me very sad because it has taken them this long to realize that when the majority of us with common sense realized that before he was even elected. So I, I don't know how I fully feel about this, but at least we're, we're seeing these things kind of pick up steam and hopefully we will actually see a, a move toward impeachment here uh, at some point, despite the fact that a lot of people in Congress have just been like, well, I don't want to spend time. What do you mean? You don't want to spend, give me a break. All right, let's get on some into some of the funnier ones. Uh, hashtag if I were royalty. Hashtag if I were royalty. Yes, that's right. Uh, so people been <laughs> people been sharing theirs. In fact, I really enjoyed this one from at Red's Ghost. Uh, hashtag if I were royalty, I'd sit on the throne all day. I would sit on the throne all day. This is probably what I would do. Although I think they're referring to a different throne. Uh, but this got me thinking, what I uh, what mine would be. Hashtag if I were royalty. Uh, and I got to tell you, I would immediately be kicked out. I am not fit to be royalty, and I'm very secure with that, and I'm okay with it. And I'm just sure, even if I, even if I was hashtag, uh, if I were royalty, I they'd be like, no, no, you you can head head out that door to the left, and uh, you're no longer part of this this royalty royal family or whatever. I'm j I'm clearly not worthy of being <laughs> royal by any means, by any means, and I'm okay with that, super okay with it. All right, another one trending right now. Hashtag I take my time with. Hashtag I take my time with. Uh, now, some people have been sharing different things. Uh, this one I enjoyed made me laugh uh, from at Shea Browning. Hashtag I take my time with repairing clocks. Think about it for a minute, wall fans. It's uh, Yeah, that's probably a bit of a dad joke. That's probably why I enjoy that, because it's a bit of a dad joke, and I happen to be a dad. Uh, however, this one got me thinking as well of things that I take my time with. And honestly, hashtag I take my time with nothing because I literally rush through everything. Like, and it's I'm it's not I'm not saying that it's a good thing. I rush through everything. In fact, today I was running behind on show prep. I had a really rough day. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of that later. And uh, and I was just rushing, rushing through everything, despite the f the fact that I had an additional week here to be ready for this. Granted, I was sick and and laid out on a couch for two straight days there. Uh, however, I should have should have been a little bit better with this. All right. Hi, everyone. Joining the live feed here. Seeing a lot of people joining, jumping in and out. Chris is probably going to be in and out. I believe he is alone with the girls tonight. Uh, uh, I, gosh, it's so hard for me to keep track of scheduling. I believe Bridget is out tonight uh, seeing the crow on the big screen. I don't know. I'll double check with her and see. Maybe she'll pop up, but I believe that was the scheduling she gave me. Uh, so Chris is probably at home alone with the two girls and going to be in and out of the live feed Hopefully here able to feed me some information as our on-air producer because uh, I think there are a couple things. I don't know. Maybe there's not. There always is. I always, I'm always like, wow, oh, no, I'm not. And then like five minutes in, I, oh, Chris, Chris, what's this? Chris, what's this? Chris, what is this? What, and, and so hopefully he'll be back to kind of keep me in line here. All right. Uh, yeah. No, she's at the crow, right, Chris? You are on there. Yeah, I thought so. I, I couldn't remember if it was tonight or next week, but, but Bridget is at the crow um, it happens, you know, you get to do stuff too, Chris, uh, same in my house. My wife gets to go do things. And I mean, we both go do things at times, but my wife gets to do things. I get to do things. I'm doing something on Saturday for pretty much all day. Uh, so I can't complain. You know, it's, it's the trade off the switch off, uh, when you have kids. 
All right, another one of these, hashtag make a kid's TV show twisted. Hashtag make a kid's TV show twisted. Uh, let me get to the right thing here. This one, it, it really, it's, yeah, you can figure out where this one's going. Uh, I enjoyed a couple of these. Hashtag make a kid's TV show twisted. Thomas the Skank Engine. Yeah. Uh, this one was my favorite. It's so simple. Hashtag make a kid's TV show twisted nightmare on Sesame Street. Nightmare on Sesame Street. That's right. And that, that one stuck directly in my head because my, my daughter is very much into Sesame Street right now. Uh, so she, she was obsessed with Elmo, which I think a lot of younger kids, they tend to get a, be obsessed with Elmo. Uh, and, and now she is obsessed with Abby. Abby Cadabby. I know Chris knows. I'm sure Chris knows who that is. But if you don't have kids, you're probably not aware because she's a very, very, very new uh, character. Not new like in the past year, but like the, anyone listening to this, probably you, you're way too old, even if you're like in your teens to to uh, to have been watching Sesame Street when Abby Cadabby was was on there. Uh, that's how recent she was. But that that's who my that's who my kids super into right now is is Abby Cadabby. And if you can figure it out, Abracadabra, Abby Cadabby. Yeah, I know a little play on words there. One more hashtag I want to share with you. And I'm not even going to read any of these off. Uh, apparently today is hashtag World Penguin Day. That's right. Hashtag World Penguin Day. Right. Today is World Penguin Day. Uh, so if you're interested in that and you should be because penguins are pretty cool. Head on over to Twitter or any of those social platforms, and you're basically going to see a bunch of photos, GIFs, different stuff, facts on penguins. So check that out as well. Another hashtag that's that's trending right now is uh, hashtag NFL Draft. Oh, Chris, that's what you can feed me. Make uh, give me give me Bruins scores as they're not like every minute or anything, but but when when uh, when goals are scored, because I, I didn't even check it before I came in the studio. In fact, it's over. The Bruins game's over. I didn't even check. That's that's the kind of day it's been. Who won that, Chris? Chris is going to hit me with who won the Bruins game here at some point. Uh, but another one, like I was saying, is hashtag NFL draft. Did you guys have a penguin-themed wedding? No. Oh, see, I wasn't at Chris and Bridget's wedding. Okay, I need to hear more about that. Uh, but check that one out, uh, hashtag World Penguin Day. And again, hashtag NFL draft is trending right now because everyone needs to sit and watch a dude read names off of cards every 10 minutes. I yeah, I don't get it. I've never been a big draft watcher. I watch I I really paid attention to the draft uh years ago 2000 uh, can't even remember now. 2010 draft only cuz my cousin was in it. That's when I was paying a little bit of attention there. All right, let's move on to some TV, film and books. Oh my, TV, film and books. I know you're going to be excited about one of these, Chris, but you're probably already in, in, in the know on this one. Chris, uh, have obviously working in that industry, tends to be kind of up on most of these things even before I am. And I'm like literally taking time to look this stuff up. It is overtime? Wait, who won? Oh, Bruins won. Okay, I'm seeing him scroll through. Thank God. In overtime. they just uh, See, I'm glad I wasn't watching it because then I might have been like, uh, overtime, hockey, oh man. All right, like I said, TV, film, and books. Game of Thrones Season 8. Game of Thrones Season 8. I Can you believe we haven't had an episode since it premiered? We haven't had an episode. There's been two episodes, and we haven't had an episode of Go Tell It to the Wall uh, since it premiered. Now, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it. I'm not going to break it down or anything. I'm not going to give any spoilers. That's that's something I'm very anti is spoilers. Speaking of which, I know Avengers Endgame, and I don't even have it in my list. I know it's opening tonight pretty much. Don't spoil it, guys. Just don't spoil Endgame. Don't spoil any of the things. Don't spoil it. Uh, but I bring that up because, of course, we talk about Game of Thrones quite a bit on the podcast. And i got to be honest, I've watched the first two episodes of Season 8. And it's nothing against uh, Season 8 or anything. It's just I've really hit a point 
and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I, I know there are many who would disagree with me, but I, I can't be the only one that's hit a point where I'm like, okay, I, now I'm just I'm re- just ready for it to end. I, I thoroughly enjoy Game of Thrones, but I've hit a point where I'm like, all right, cool. This should be the last season. <laughs> like we're, I, I'm done here. Let's wrap this thing up, put a nice little bow on it, and call it a day. Uh, so that's kind of my thoughts on Game of Thrones season eight. Of course, lots of stuff's going to happen over the next few episodes here. It's going to be crazy. Absolute craziness. Uh, All right, so we got some news from Stranger Things. I believe I talked about this at one point on one of the episodes. Uh, The the creators of Stranger Things, the the Duffer Brothers, are actually going to trial now. Uh, This was brought up, a lawsuit was brought up against them recently, and they're going to trial officially now. Uh, for allegedly stealing the idea for the Netflix series. I talked about this previously. It's a guy named Charlie Kessler, and he alleges that he had written a film script uh, called The Montauk Project, and essentially that that uh, uh, essentially that essentially they stole the idea. It was about this town, and they had a bunch of conspiracy theories going on in the town. Uh, yeah, Matt, can you see my... Uh, can you see my shirt? There's a reason that I'm wearing this shirt in particular tonight. We just haven't gotten to music yet, but you're going, right? My good friend actually just jumped on the live feed, and he might be joining. Uh, not joining me as if it's my festival or anything, but might also be going to Back to the Beach Festival uh, this Saturday. And we're going to get into that. Blink, got the, I got the Blink-182 shirt on tonight for that reason. Can't wear it Saturday. You don't do that. In fact, oh my gosh, I need a little bit of that in the music. Uh, that's what I want to talk about a little bit. Okay. All right, moving along. Oh, I didn't finish that up. <laughs> so the, the Stranger Things creators are going to trial. These things happen all the time. Who knows what's going to happen to this, but it, it, I just, it's there because it's it's there. Yeah, you, you're, And you're right, uh, Chris. Yeah, Bloodbath Onslaught Weeping Bow. It's, yeah. Bloodbath Onslaught Weeping. That's perfect. <laughs> I said it's not my festival, Matt. Uh, all right, moving on. This one, you would think music news, Glenn Danzig. Do you guys know who Glenn Danzig is? Uh, He's one of the original members of The Misfits. One of the original members. And he is back in the news, not because The Misfits are doing some shows here. Uh, I know they're doing a Los Angeles show. They're doing a few shows as kind of like a, not like kind of a reunion to the original members of Misfits. No, he's actually in in TV, film, and books simply because he is working on a film. He is working on a, he's going to be Losing my voice here. He's going to be directing a vampire spaghetti western. You heard that right. One more time. He's going to be directing a vampire spaghetti western. Because why not? (laughs) Because why not? Glenn Danzig. That's what he's going to do. Uh, And it's funny because they're only doing a few of these Misfits shows. And I think that part of the reason they're not doing a ton of them or doing a big broad tour is because he's busy directing a vampire spaghetti western. Because why not? Why not? Uh, Matt, make sure you're hitting me up. And it looks like Laura is also on the live feed. Laura and I will be there on Saturday. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it when we get to music uh, here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Netflix. More Netflix news. They're working on a new adult animated series. Now, I'll be honest. If you've, And I don't know if, you, if any of you out there have watched them. I've watched a couple of the Netflix adult animated series. These aren't like adult porn. Just <laughs> These are geared toward adults. Think Family Guy. Uh, the Simpsons kind of, uh, but definitely more Family Guy. And they've ordered a new animated adult series called Inside Job. Uh, the interesting thing here is they've ordered a full 20 episodes, usually on all the other animated shows that 
that uh, Netflix has ordered. They do like 10 episodes. This one's got 20. And this one might go over a lot of people's heads, but I'm familiar with it. The showrunner uh, that they have signed on for this animated series is actually the same showrunner that created and brought to life a show called Gravity Falls on Disney XD. Uh, so if you've ever watched Disney XD or you have kids, Gravity Falls, same showrunner, going to be working on this adult, uh, adult animated series for Netflix. Gravity Falls was definitely not an adult animated series. It was very much tween kid uh, oriented, but it was very much one of those shows like uh, I can't even think of a good example. Maybe Chris will hit me with one where it's a kid show, but definitely adults could watch it as well. That was Gravity Falls when it was happening on Disney XD, which is if you're not familiar with Disney XD, that's a uh, it's a spinoff of Disney Channel. It's essentially Disney Channel, but it's a, they have a, they have their own channel now. In fact, that was launched when I was at Disney. Chris, I hope you're still on because I'm purposefully talking about this one. Uh, Mr. Iglesias, another new Netflix show. Apparently, we're just talking all about Netflix today. That's all right. Netflix. <laughs> Mr. Iglesias, new show coming to Netflix starring Gabriel Iglesias. You might know him as Fluffy. He's uh, predominantly a stand-up comedian, also an actor. Uh, and it's a new show that's coming to Netflix, going to be premiering on June 21st. Uh, and he plays a high school teacher, and he's going to be helping a bunch of misfit students kind of get through their daily lives. And I bring this up because Gabriel Iglesias is a nice guy, talented guy, funny guy, but also because our very own Chris Hassong, on-air producer, actually worked on this show as well for Netflix. Uh, I, you must have AD'd on that as well, Chris. I assume, I assume, I know he worked on it. Uh, so check that one out. June 21st on Netflix, Mr. Iglesias playing a high school teacher should be interesting oh man more animated series more animated series star trek cbs tv studios uh, has green lit a new animated series for star trek and it's going to be going to be on nickelodeon that's right nickelodeon this makes total sense to me simply because star wars has had so much success with their animated shows that it only makes sense for star trek to kind of do the same thing they have such a big fan base yeah i thought so chris chris was the 80 on there i'd see I, I sometimes i'm like maybe he did something else no chris is an 80 uh, <laughs> star trek animated series i'm not real familiar with star trek so i don't know how excited i'm going to be about this one uh, but like i said it makes absolute sense that nickelodeon can get their hands on a on an an animated property, a property that can then be animated that has just a huge built-in fan base. And, of course, it's going to be on Nickelodeon with Star Wars and all those animated series being on Disney Channel. Like So now they have a direct competition there. Oh, Tolkien. This one was interesting to me. Uh, there's a Tolkien biopic coming out, and I talked about it a few months ago when it was kind of first announced that it was coming out, or maybe, probably not first announced, but when it kind of came on my radar, uh, this Tolkien biopic. All about J.R.R. Tolkien and his his early life. Well, apparently, we're getting news now that the Tolkien estate, the Tolkien family, has completely disavowed the forthcoming film uh, that's coming out, which is called Tolkien. Completely disavowed it. And on top of that, they, there's no endorsement of the film or the content. They're basically saying that this this production company went off on their own, had no input whatsoever from the Tolkien family, the Tolkien estate, and so because of that, they've just completely disavowed it. So I, I don't know how I feel about this. I tend to, to want to respect the wishes of the estate of the family, especially in this case where because Tolkien's son has actually done so much work over the years uh, putting together incomplete stories and also publishing stories that, that his father had written, uh, which were previously unpublished. So based on that, it, it's not like we're talking about a family who has, they're not hands-on with 
the estate itself, this is a family that's very much hands-on, very familiar with the content, and obviously has been working on the content for years. So I'm probably going to go ahead and respect their wishes and not see this as much as a as, as much of a Tolkien fan as I am and would like to see it. It's just like, I can't, you know, it's not like I know them personally. I just can't do it. Right, Chris? That, like, that was my thought. It was like, show, show, show some respect. E even if you're not bringing in the family to completely, like, do the thing, like, show some respect. It, that's what it needs. That, that's really what it comes down to here. All right, a couple more things here in TV, film, and books. Disney Plus, we got some news from Disney Plus on how they're going to avoid racism because, you know, there's a lot of racist, racism in the history of Disney. Uh, and so to avoid that with Disney Plus, they are not going to put Song of the South on there, which was pretty obvious to me. If you're not familiar, Song of the South came out in 1946, I believe. Super racist. Like, super racist. Uh, unbelievably racist. In fact... You might look at Splash Mountain a little bit differently now, now that I tell you Splash Mountain is actually based on the characters from Song of the South. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, like, get into details about how it's racist. If you're curious, go read some articles. Super racist. In addition to that, this one was a little more surprising to me. They're cutting out the Jim Crow scene in Dumbo. There's a crow named Jim, uh, and it harkened back to the, the Jim Crow laws, and they're removing that completely. So you're not going to be able to find those things on Disney+. Plus. Song of the South, you can't find it anywhere. I worked at Disney for eight years, and I couldn't I couldn't even find it. And I had coworkers that were like, they just want to find it to have it. Couldn't find it. Super hard to find. Pretty sure Disney just, like, burned every copy. And then, if like, if I'm sure if one pops up on eBay, there's probably the Disney squad that's like, get it! And then they, they go and they brush down the door, and they're like, where's the Song of the South tape? And then burn it in the yard. Because they're trying to get away from racism. I just realized where that went. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you can't find Song of the South anywhere. All right, moving on. Hellboy. Hellboy. They It's just been a complete box office bomb. I actually enjoyed the first couple of Hellboy movies. I, I thoroughly did. I, I enjoy these anti-hero things like Hellboy and Deadpool and all that good stuff. I enjoyed them. But Hellboy has been the, the rebooted Hellboy has been bombing at the box office. Only did 12 million in its opening weekend, which was a couple weekends ago. Uh, and the, the film cost 50 million to make. So there is now, of course, a worry that they're not even going to make the money back. They're not even going to make back that 50 million. Oh, man. All right. I feel like I'm ripping through this stuff and it's funny because I'm rip I'm like if I go fast my voice won't die but I, I don't think that's how that works I don't know I'm not a doctor but I'm pretty sure it's not how it works all right moving along some music this is what everyone's excited about Matt I hope you're still on here moving along with some news uh, I can't even remember who broke this I believe it was a British company that broke this because I kept hearing like Britain England all this other stuff uh, we got a list of the 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 passwords or phrases, but the phrases used for passwords uh, that are most commonly hacked. Most commonly hacked. One of those is Blink-182. That's right, Blink-182, because of course it is. Because what happens is people realize they have to use letters and numbers for their password. And what's one of the easiest things to use is a band name that has letters and numbers. That's right. As much of a Blink-182 fan as I am, I have never used Blink-182 as my password. Just never done it. Never done it. Uh, so please, please, if you're using Blink-182 as a password, uh, make sure you stop. It is, you're you're going to get hacked. You're going to get, I don't know, they're going to steal your identity or whatever the hackers do. I, 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 I prefer to go with ignorance is bliss on this one. I just assume that everyone's like stealing all my information all the time. And then until, like, I'm like, da, 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 la, 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 fingers in my ears. I'm over here. Nope. 
I, ignorance is bliss. Like, you know, everyone's out there. Everyone's stuff's getting stolen all the time. Credit card numbers, all this stuff. This is getting stolen all the time. Uh, but really, to, to help combat that, don't use Blink-182 as your password. And of course, Mark Hoppus lost his mind on Twitter because that's what he does. He likes to lose his mind and, and say dumb things and, and talk about how, uh, how much Pokemon Go he plays. Pokemon Go. I like to call it Pokemon Go because when that hashtag first came out, it was Pokemon Go and they weren't capitalizing the, the G in Go and it looked like hashtag Pokemon Go. I kept being like, who the hell is Mongo? And why are we all poking him? We. I was, wasn't poking him, but people were sharing that hashtag. Uh, some more Blink-182 news because, of course, I'm actually seeing them this weekend on Saturday at Back to Beach Festival. Super excited about that one, uh, along with many, many, many other great bands. It is currently sold out. I will be there with my good friend Laura, and, and also it looks like my friend from high school, Matt, uh, who is going to be driving up from San Diego and checking that out. Matt, make sure you're hitting me up on Saturday. We'll, we'll find you there. Uh, I think we're getting there pretty early, like 1 o'clock or so. I think the doors are 1 o'clock. We're getting there around 1. So hit me up on that. Going to be a great show, and I will hit everyone with a recap on that, and I mentioned previously they're going to be playing Enema of the State in its entirety. That's right, Enema of the State. 20 years ago, Enema of the State came out. 20 years ago, almost, and it's funny, I looked up the exact date today. I was so curious because I knew it was 1999. It was June 30th, 1999 was the last time that I saw Blink-182 live in concert at Warp Tour at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Uh, and, of course, they completely blew up after that, and I could no longer afford to... Uh, no longer afford to see them live because it costs like ridiculous amounts of money to go see them live. So 20 years later, I'm seeing them again. And coincidentally, they're going to be playing songs from that same album that came out. Uh, but I want to talk about something else. There's a publication called Kerrang! Kerrang! And they're a music publication. They, of course, have a website as well. Well, because of Blink-182 playing uh, Back to Beach Festival this weekend and playing the entirety of Enema of the State, they have released a list uh, this is ranking all seven of Blink-182's albums from worst to best. And here's the thing. I got to disagree with them quite a bit here. And Matt, I'm curious what you think. Uh, Laura, I should have talked, to, talked with you about this when you were over earlier to see what you thought. Uh, they have at number seven. So the worst album they have is Cheshire Cat. The second worst album they have is Dude Ranch. And of course, fifth worst album is California, which I might disagree with. Uh, four is Neighborhoods. Three is the Blink-182 Untitled album. Two is Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. That should definitely be number seven. And number one is Enema of the State. Person like Overall, I won't necessarily argue Enema of the State. I think it's a fantastic album. However, for me personally, uh, number one is probably Dude Ranch. And you just you simply cannot put Cheshire Cat at number seven. You can't say that's the worst album. Like, I, And I'm not saying it's a great album. That's the album that broke them. Eminem's was played on 91X in San Diego in 1994 or three or whenever it was. And that's when they started to blow up. And that's why they were able to, to create Dude Ranch. And then, of course, you know, 1999 rolled around. Uh, they got rid of their drummer, Scott, brought in Travis Barker, who is definitely the best punk rock drummer around, uh, and then just continued to rise meteorically from there. Uh, yeah, Neighborhoods, no. like that. I think Neighborhoods would be my number seven. Probably not Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, Neighborhoods. That was the last album with Tom DeLonge. But it just really kills me that they've put Cheshire Cat here as the worst album. Because, like, really? Really? And I have a feeling that a lot of fans in San Diego, uh, that would be best to worst, eight being best. No, they have it backwards, Matt. Yeah, they, they, they're, going, they're going worst to best. Oh, I see what you're saying. 
I, you're basically just reversing that. I don't know. I like Enema of the State. I think Enema's in there, especially if they play freaking party song uh, this weekend. Uh, speaking of this weekend, and this is something I didn't even have this in my notes, and then I'm going to get to these last couple music things. Yeah, see, I think that that's where I'm. That's I'm with you, Matt. My my good buddy Matt is actually saying, and uh, Dude Ranch, Cheshire, then Enema. You you could probably argue me into Enema as number two. Dude Ranch to me is number one. It's d- number one album. There's it's just it's great start to finish. Fantastic album, super underrated. Uh, but one thing I want to talk about is is this weird. This thing is super weird to me. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll just get into the recap now. <coughs> Excuse me, Waffins. See, I'm losing my voice again. Let me get a sip of beer here. Ah, okay. And so we're at this Interrupters concert uh, almost two weeks ago, the same night that that uh, uh, Game of Thrones premiered. Fantastic show. Absolutely fantastic show. Uh, they do such a fantastic job. And if you're curious to see me jumping around in the pit like an idiot, uh, just go over to YouTube because you can see me and my good friend Laura jumping around in the pit. You can see us in the, the sweeping photo that they did. You can see us in a whole bunch of photos because we were like two people back from the very front there and there was not a big uh, big barricade there. It was basically enough room for a security guard to stand and a couple of photographers. Fantastic show. Absolutely. They put on such a great show. Uh, Amy just rocks it. All of them are great, and they're really caring of their fans, which I really enjoy. And and despite the fact that I was in there being overheated and just like overpowered constantly, definitely had to pick a couple guys up over my head that were being, uh, you know, crowd crowd surfing. Like, I, just so weird to me. I'm like, what are you doing? Why do we have to do this anymore? Crowd surfing. All right, fine. I guess that's what we're doing here. Uh, but the thing that was weird to me, and I actually noticed this at the show I was at the night before. Uh, with Masked Intruder and Bomb Pops. Uh, speaking of Masked Intruder, if you've never seen Masked Intruder, never heard their music, definitely check them out. I, I only recently became familiar with them because they were touring with the Interrupters. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend, their music is fantastic, but highly recommend seeing them live in concert. Seeing them live in concert, they put on just a fantastic, fantastic show. So entertaining, uh, especially if you're into like pop punk, pop punk rock, all that stuff like 90s, early 2000s pop punk. Like I talk a lot about on the podcast, you know, the blinks, uh, the unwritten laws, all those guys like check out Mass Intruder. They do such a good job. Uh, but as I was saying, the night before I saw them here locally in Highland Park and saw them over for interrupters. And it was the same thing at both shows. I noticed a lot of people wearing shirts uh, for a couple of bands that were playing. Now, the Saturday show, there was a few, but not a ton. And I swear to God, for the interrupters, it was Half the place was wearing Interrupter shirts. Half the place. And, and my friend Laura and I were walking out going, did, did something change over the past few years? Because when I was younger, when I was really going to concerts like all the time, you didn't want to be that guy. In fact, that was the person that you were like, dude, why, why are they wearing the shirt of the band that we're seeing? And so I'm really curious out there. Wall fans, common sensors, hit me up. Send me a message. Uh, definitely don't be that guy, Laura. Uh, Send me a message because I'm curious if something changed over the past, you know, 10, 15 years where it became it, it's now OK. Now, I'm not I'm still not doing it. I own plenty of shirts where I don't have to wear a shirt to the freaking concert. Like, you know, that's why I'm wearing my blink shirt tonight. I ain't even wearing a blink shirt to the festival. I'll be wearing some one of my other shirts here. Uh, so I'm really curious if this just changed somehow. Is it like did it, did it become socially acceptable to, to do that? Because it's weird to me. And. I like far be it for me to give someone a hard time about what they're wearing, but like, come on, man, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. All right. One more thing I want to talk about here in music, which I'm super excited about. 
Ska Brewing. Ska Brewing. Have you ever heard of Ska Brewing? They're, they're a brewery out of Colorado, apparently. I'd never even heard of them. Uh, but they are out of Colorado. They actually got together for a little collaboration recently with one of the greatest bands of all time, that band being Rancid. They got together with Rancid on a collaboration for a brew called, why do I not have it in front of me? Brew Stomper Golden Ale. Brilliant name, Brew Stomper. Like, come on, Brew Stomper, how do you not, how can you not love that? They're actually debuting it at the Bash Festival that is touring, I believe they're touring right now. Laura might be able to let me know on that one. It's, it's, if they're not touring right now, it's, it's May. They're kicking that off. It's going like Arizona, then up to Sacramento. Uh, so they're debuting the beer at the Bash Festival. It's a beer and music festival. Uh, they're also going to have the beer at the Gnarly Town Festival happening in San Pedro on June 22nd. That's probably going to be the first time I get to taste the Brew Stomper Golden Ale. Super excited about it. The other cool thing, uh, so they brought in Matt Freeman, who's the bassist for Rancid, uh, to really help with the brewing process and, and kind of give his input. On top of that, Tim Armstrong, of course, the great Tim Armstrong, actually designed the can for the beer from Ska Brewing, and it's got part of the Let's Go logo on it for those of you that are familiar with Rancid. I am super excited about getting my hands on the can. As soon as I can get my hands on some cans of it, we will have it on the podcast, like right away. I might even just shoot a podcast because I'm, I'll be like, I'm so excited about these cans. Oh, 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 I'm so excited. Uh, and there'll probably be a can like sitting up on the shelf here because I'm super excited about the can art. Uh, and maybe we'll shoot a little beer review at uh, at Gnarly Town. I don't know. Because I'm not going to be able to get the cans there, but I'll be able to taste it for the first time at Gnarly Town uh, in June down there in San Pedro. So super, super excited about that and super excited to share it with you guys when I can actually get it on the podcast. That's right. All right. Still feel like I'm moving a mile a minute. Stuff's just like all over the place. I'm telling you, my kid was in the other room screaming for a while there. My wife's sick. It's just like, oh my gosh. All right, let's get into some parenting. I've got a couple parenting things here. Uh, there was an open letter that was, uh, or an article, but essentially an open letter that was on Scary Mommy recently, and it talked about the downside of the plastic straw ban. If you live in Los Angeles, as of a few days ago, the it's not a complete ban on plastic straws, but restaurants are now they're they have to they won't automatically give you straws you have to ask for a straw this is to minimize on the straw waste and i totally get it i support this fully in fact i had my wife the other day order a few of those like portable silicone straws you know i was like i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna try not to use plastic straws and we've had stainless steel straws in our, in our house for years years uh, we've been using them for years they're, those are great too uh, but i wanted something portable so if I'm going to like a restaurant, like I don't have to ask for a straw just to minimize that waste. Uh, but what's happened here is this mother, uh, the mother, her, her daughter's name is Brookie. Uh, she actually suffers from cerebral palsy, unfortunately. And because of that, the only straws she can use to drink are plastic straws, the disposable plastic straws. She can't use the metal ones. She bites straight through the silicone ones. I don't, I'm not going to get through all of the different, go through all different straws. And this mother was very specific and has actually tried all of these things. Uh, and in fact, if she uses other straws, they either don't work at all or they cause additional problems for her, like acid reflux and all those kinds of things. And so because of that, she's asking for there not to be a full ban on the plastic straws. And this is an instance where I think we can all agree we don't need to go that far. It's one thing if you're like, okay, you're a hipster getting a nice coffee every day and you're, you're throwing away a plastic straw at least one a day. Like, yeah, that's too much. That's too much. 
However, if, if you literally have a disability and you need plastic straws, I, I see no problem with that. I see no problem with that. This poor girl has enough trouble as it is. She has enough challenges as it is. I say let her have as many plastic straws as she needs. But that being said, and like I said, with, with getting the portable silicone straws, they fold up and they have a little brush that goes with them and everything else. We can all help. Most likely, if you're out there listening, you don't have a disability that requires you to use plastic straws on a daily basis. So because of that, do your absolute best to not use plastic straws. Get a silicone straw. Get a stainless steel straw. They have like telescoping straws. You know, you can either do a fold-up thing, you do a telescoping like metal straw. It's all fantastic. Do one of those because that's the way to go. And if we all do that, then it's not going to be as big of a problem. This mother's not going to, you know, feel bad that her daughter has to use plastic straws. We can all do our part. You not using a plastic straw today, tomorrow, the next day, that's, that's really helping not only cut down on waste, but it's helping someone like this, like Brookie, feel better about having to use a plastic straw. Think about that. Oh, man, Sesame Street. Sesame Street put out a new PSA, public service announcement. Uh, it's a Sesame Street-themed PSA specifically, and it encourages kids to reduce mobile device use. That's right. It's, and, sorry, I'm laughing because for the next line I'm going to give you. Uh, reduce mobile phone use. I think this is of the utmost importance when it comes to kids. This is of the utmost importance when it comes to adults, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and, and what Tim Cook had to say. Uh, but really for kids, they don't need phones. Minimize their screen time, and, and you're not doing them any good by letting them just tap away at a mobile phone, a tablet, whatever it is. I don't, my daughter gets none of it. The only time she's even looking at a phone is if she's like video calling a grandparent or something, you know, I'll get, the, get a grandparent on a video call or an aunt or an uncle or something. Uh, and occasionally I will show her like a picture because she, especially she's very much into, I'll, if I take a picture of her with my phone, she's like, can I see Zoe? She likes to talk about herself in the third person. Can I see Zoe? Can I see Zoe? Yes, you can see yourself. <laughs> like, which I don't know if that's a normal stage for kids. I didn't look it up because I'm not too worried about it, but my daughter definitely refers to herself in the third person quite a bit. Uh, so super supportive of this this PSA, the Sesame Street-themed PSA. And of course, super supportive of it for this reason. It's actually being led by an organization called, wait for it, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, Common Sense. That's right. It's an organization called Common Sense. I didn't do much investigating on this organization, but given the theme, overall theme of Go Tell It to the Wall, of course, we support this organization. Hopefully. I'm going to go look at their... Well, I mean, they have Sesame Street on board, so if they got Sesame Street on board, we're probably okay. I go look at their website later. It's like, oh no, just endorse them. <laughs> Things happen. Things happen. I'm pretty sure I've endorsed stuff on here where it's like, like a couple months later, the dude, dude or actor actress or whoever it is does something dumb yeah i'm sure i've done that before don't hold it against me wall fans common sense common sense all right one more of these i want to talk about build a bear birthday party there was a build a bear birthday party going on which apparently these are things but this wasn't even like the full build a bear birthday party where they they like rented out part of the build a bear and, and did a thing this was just a birthday party at the mall and then eight kids and the birthday girl go to build a bear the mother of the birthday b girl uh, tells all of the kids to, to go build a plush. Go build a bear. I mean, it's not all bears there, but a plush stuffed animal. Go build them. So the kids, and in fact, one of the mothers that brought this to light had actually uh, given $30 to the mother of the birthday girl, uh, knowing that these Build-A-Bears are not cheap. I, I don't know how much they can go for. I know they can get expensive. I, I, haven't, I haven't gotten one in years. In fact, they're probably double the price of last time I got one, which was, oh my God, 15 years ago. 
long time. Uh, so all these eight kids, they go around, they're super excited. They make their stuffed animal, you know, they're plush and they're coming out. And after they, they've made them and they're wrapping up the party, the mother of the birthday girl then instructs all eight of the kids to give their plush that they just made to the birthday girl, all eight of them. And of course the birthday girl has her own. So now she's walking around with nine stuffed animals, nine plush. They go back to the birthday girl's house and basically all of the attendees of the party are heartbroken. We're talking like, you know, five, six year olds heartbroken because you just, you were like, haha, here's a cool stuffed animal. No, 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 no. Oh, do you want that? Nope, 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 nope. That's essentially what happened here. And of course they go back to this birthday girl's house and all the kids just watch her play with these Build-A-Bears. And the mother that brought this to light, uh, unfortunately had to take her daughter, like left the party Immediately took her daughter to to build a bear to get her own one because, of course, heartbroken. Heartbroken. I'm old, and I would be heartbroken if someone was like, "Here, look, like, look, I got my I got my little animal right here." If someone came in and took, I would cry. I would cry. I'd be like, "That's my animal. What are you doing? That's my plush." So I get it. I get it. Especially at like five, six years old. I'm like, come on, come on. All right, I didn't really have any mental health stuff this week. Uh, I was thinking about throwing something in there, but you know what? I'm just, we're just going to, I'm going to skip, skip along there. Um, and especially because I'm, I'm getting my cup filled this, this weekend at, at, uh, at Back to Beach Festival. This, this is, this is one of the things that helps me, uh, me deal with, with what can be at times my debilitating mental illness. Uh, so if you're having a rough day out there, like I did, this is all I'll say, uh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better and just take some time for yourself. Take some time for yourself tonight. Listen to some music. Take some time for yourself. I know, Chris, would you ever do that? Oh, you know what? The, I'll tell you this, Chris. You know what would be fun? I can't believe a parent would do this, but if another parent ever did do this, I just I, I would love to I would love for Bridget to have one or both of the girls there. Bridget don't take shit. She, <laughs> she put that mom in her place, and it would probably be fantastic. Oh man. Voice is still moderately cooperating here, which is good because we've still got quite a bit of content to get through here. Oh, man, the Scooter Wars. We had the Scooter Wars of 2018. We've moved on to the Scooter Wars of 2019. That's right. So much Scooter Warring happening. <laughs> throat. <laughs> That's funny that you say that, Matt, because I don't put a throat punch past Bridget. It's part of the reason why she's one of our on-air. I know she would, Chris. Uh, that's part of the reason why Bridget is, is one of our on-air producers, because she keeps me in line, and I'm under the constant fear that I will get a throat punch for saying something stupid. <laughs> it would happen. Bridget keeps me in line. Chris helps keep me in line. Chris feeds me information, but Chris is also like the enabler. <laughs> I start going off the rails, and Chris is like, off the rails, off the rails. Bridget's like, let's steer this thing back a little bit. It happens. It happens quite a bit, but... As you know, as wall fans and common censors, hashtag, we don't need rails. Like I was saying, the Scooter Wars. Oh, Matt, I'm glad you're on here. We got someone from San Diego literally on here. The Scooter Wars continue. There's apparently a company in San Diego that has been removing scooters. And they are called Scooter Removal. They're literally called Scooter Removal. And what they're doing is they're removing these scooters from the streets, putting them in a warehouse, and then essentially holding them for ransom uh, against the scooter companies. This would be Bird and Lime. Primarily, I think those are the two operating down there in San Diego. Uh, this is hilarious. 
I think the Scooter Wars are absolutely hilarious. It's infuriating at times. I, more and more of them popping up around Highland Park. I've, I've had to move a couple off of the sidewalk because I'm like, uh, I can't get the stroller by, Scooter. Please move. I try to talk to it, but they're not quite that smart yet, thank God, because I'd probably get killed by some scooters if they were smart enough. Uh, but the other thing is, it's literally a bit from Shameless. This was in a Shameless episode. <laughs> and I'm just like, brilliant. Can we all come up with business ideas from shameless episodes of Shameless? Uh, probably not a lot of great business ideas in there. But down in San Diego, the Scooter Wars are going strong. Going strong. And don't think the Scooter Wars are only happening in the United States. No, no, no. They're happening worldwide in some cases. In fact, in Australia, Lime Scooters have been hacked. I talked about this hacking stuff, how, how security agents had, had specified that these scooters can be hacked. Excel, they can accelerate them, break them, all kinds, like not break them in half, like make them break as a rider is riding. It's, it's been shown. Well, luckily in Australia, they aren't doing that. However, they have hacked them to say sexual things to riders. Specifically, one of the phrases that comes out, I know, I'm, yeah, we all need to just bow down to the robot overlords, as I say, as I've said for a long time. In fact, freaking, we're going to talk a little bit about Disney here in a few minutes. Bow down to the robot overlords and Bob Iger. Uh, so one of these phrases that's going on in Australia right now, and I quote, okay, if you're going to ride my ass, please pull my hair, okay? And this is what the scooter said right when it was being unlocked. Right when it was being unlocked. This is brilliant. I think it's hilarious. Lime doesn't think it's funny. Uh, but nobody's getting hurt here. And, yeah, I mean, in the long run, no, it's really not funny. But it's funny. Let's admit, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Oh, man. Verizon. Verizon. They launched their 5G recently. And they just came out with... An additional 20 cities, an additional 20 cities where they're going to soon be launching 5G. Stupidly, I'm going to give you the list. Let's just give you the list. Those 20 cities are Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Dallas, Des Moines, Denver, Detroit, Houston, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Little Rock, Memphis, Phoenix, Providence, Providence, San Diego, Salt Lake City, and Washington, D.C., Oh, I imagine they did. Matt, who is on the live feed, uh, works. he works at a pub and a club. Uh, and I imagine the, the scooters were quite a hassle for you working because he's a bit of a bouncer at the door there, I think, a lot of times. And I could see that being frustrating. Uh, but again, Verizon 5G coming to those cities. So for our listeners in San Diego or any of those other cities, which I know we have listeners in, it's just I know we have a lot of listeners in San Diego. Uh, so gird your loins for some 5G, although it's going to be expensive. It looks like the the mobile handsets are going are starting at like $1,300 to get a 5G handset. So I don't know that that's worth it. We'll see. Of course, a couple years from now, it's not going to matter. It's all going to be 5G. Remember when 4G came out and AT&T had fake 4G and then Verizon had real 4G? And then it all, and like, it was like, ooh, 4G. And now it's, you, everyone has 4G. Everyone. Everyone's got 4G. Like, yeah. So everyone's going to have 5G at some point. Uh, maybe you don't need to be one of the first to have it. I don't. I don't. I often think about going back to one of those flip phones. I'm like, just give me one. Remember the Razor? Just call it a day. The only thing is, I, I would just need a full keyboard for texting. I don't need other, all the other smart capabilities. Just texting. Oh. All right, we got some more news from, oh, Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney. 
Disney's in talks with Comcast uh, to buy their stake in Hulu. Now, I talked about this recently because we kind of knew this was going to come up uh, after the the Disney-Fox merger, purchase, whatever you want to call it. So now it looks like uh, Comcast is most likely going to sell its stake in Hulu to Disney, uh, which means that Disney is going to basically own half the world still. This makes perfect sense because Disney has to own everything. they got to have their hands in everything. Calm down, Bob. Take your $65 million a year and calm down. No, you heard that right. Go look how much Bob Iger makes. Go look. Go look how much Bob Iger makes and then look at how much park employees make. In fact, don't even do, don't, don't even, you don't even have to go like park employees lower. No, no. Go look what executives at Disney Channel get paid. $65 million for the CEO. Go look what executives make. I'm not saying they make chump change. They're making less than executives at Fox. Well, <laughs> now they're making the same. Making less than executives at Warner, Uni. Trust me, all of it. But Bob's pulling in $65 million a year. At least. At least. It's crazy. And Disney's going to own half the world. We're all going to have to wear stupid Mickey ears, and they're going to shock us when we, when we stop smiling for five minutes. It's the world we're going to live in. It's the world we're going to live in, wall fans. Personally, I'm, I'm just going to learn to accept it. Probably get shocked all day because I don't smile much, but I'm just going to learn to accept it. Oh, Samsung. Samsung. Speaking of mobile handsets. Oh, they're Fold. The Galaxy Fold. So they sent a few of these out for reviewers. It hasn't fully launched yet, but they sent some out for reviewers. That did not go well. In fact, a lot of the phones broke. Broke. So now they've put everything on hold with the Galaxy Fold. Ooh, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Put the Galaxy Fold on hold. Uh, so who knows if that's even going to be coming out. And granted, I, I this isn't as big of a as as big of a faux pas, as big of a mistake as the the Galaxy Notes that were exploding. I, I'm not saying that. However, you would think Samsung would be like, let's make sure our phones work before we send them out in the marketplace, right? Yeah, most likely. Unbelievable. Uh, some news from Lego. I put this in tech because I just like putting Lego in tech. Uh, Lego is coming out with Braille bricks. Braille bricks. And these are essentially to help kids uh, with with sight limitations, blind kids, but even kids with sight limitations, uh, to learn Braille through both the bricks and an audio interface. Uh, and all the bricks actually have the Braille right on them so the kids can feel them. Adults, too, I imagine, can use them, but kids can totally feel them and play with Legos and learn Braille. It's fantastic. Tim Cook, I mentioned this earlier when we talked about the Sesame Street PSA. He was speaking at the, the Time 100 Summit this week and actually encouraged people to put down their iPhones. Encouraged people. Said people are getting too much phone time and was encouraging people to put down their iPhones. Really, this goes for any phones, but of course he's talking iPhones because he happens to be the CEO of Apple. Encourage people to put them down. Uh, and of course, Tim, like here's the thing. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Makes total sense. And he even said... Uh, the, and uh, I'm paraphrasing here, the purpose of Apple wasn't to get people staring at their phones constantly. They, they don't get anything out of uh, screen retention. Screen retention. You know? That's a good point. That's a good point, Chris. More, more bumps to step on uh, with the Legos. But like I was saying with the screen retention, but it really got me thinking because I had an iPhone at one time. And the way they kind of open source their app store is it lets the apps just constantly push notifications to you. And even when apps update, it's the same thing on Android. This is in, in no way 
shape or form secluded to iPhones. It's the same thing on Androids. I'm sure it's the same thing on the Windows phone, the two people out there that have a Windows phone still. It's it constantly pushing notifications. And then when the app updates, even if you've turned off those notifications, start pushing you know, pushing the notifications to you again. Constantly. I wake up every morning. I'm like, why do I have 50 notifications? And it's all, it, 48 of them are bullshit. It's like, I don't need to know. I don't need this notification right now. You know? My favorite is when Facebook tells me that I haven't posted on the Go Tell It to the Wall page in a while. I'm like, I just posted yesterday, but I got to get notifications on my phone. So maybe cal- help to calm that down first, Tim, before you just say to everyone, stop looking at your phones. Maybe do something on your end to make it a little better. Work on that notification process. Oh, boy. We got a few minutes left, and we're getting into some common sense here. I'm ex- I am, ugh, I'm excited about this one, but not as excited as my wife, Vans. Vans just announced a new collaboration. Not the David Bowie ones. We talked about the David Bowie ones. No, new collaboration, new collection coming out soon, inspired by, wait for it, Harry Potter. That's right. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan myself, but I know these shoes are going to fly off the shelves much the way the Star Wars ones did. I've got a couple pairs of Star Wars ones. I've got a pair of the Marvel ones. I will say, though, Vans, please, 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 please just get on it already and come out with the Muppets, Vans. I warned my wife like two years ago when they started going crazy and they even had the Disney. And and someone's going to hit me up and be like, well, Disney's never going to let that happen. I know Disney owns the Muppets. Disney let Vans put classic characters on a bunch of their stuff, including Mickey. They can give up some rights for the Muppets so that the Vans can do them. And I warned my wife a couple years ago when these started getting big. I think when the Disney ones came out, I was like, uh, you know, when the Muppets ones come out at some point, when they come out, I'm walking into a Vans store and I'm dropping $1,000 on every single pair of the Muppets shoes. However much it's going to cost, I'll have one pair of each style and of each shoe there is. And my daughter will have a couple pairs. And that's how it is. So get on it, Vans. I know there's a lot of Harry Potter fans out there, but I need some Muppets Vans, man. Come on. Give me the Muppets Vans. Oh, this one's interesting. Oh, this one's interesting. So apparently there was an influencer. I hate I hate the term influencer. I really do. I really hate the term influencer. And Every once in a while, people are like, oh, you're an I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm a broadcaster. I'm a broadcaster. I just happen to... My stuff just happens to be on social platforms because that's the one of the better ways to market yourself these days. I'm a broadcaster, not an influencer, but everyone likes to use this influencer term. And apparently there's an influencer who is now facing 20 years in prison, 20 years in prison. Yeah. You know what he did? Well, he really needed a certain domain name and someone else owned it. So to get that domain name, he held them up at gunpoint. (laughs) That's right. Gunpoint. Why? Because 2019. Seriously. Gunpoint. For domain name. Honest to God. Influencers and all their shit. Oh, do have some good news, though. Uh, we talked about this, like the, the Amazon pop-up shops and Kohl's and everything, clo- like closing down and, and looking at individual Amazon stores. Uh, we did get some news this week from Amazon uh, that Kohl's is growing their partnership with Amazon and starting in July, you're actually going to be able to make Amazon returns at all Kohl's stores across the country, maybe internationally, but definitely across the country. All Kohl's stores are going to take Amazon returns. This is fantastic. You don't have to box it up and you don't have to box it up. You just bring the damn thing into Kohl's. They box it up. They scan it. They box it up. You bring in your little return thing and you don't even have to bring it in. It's just on your phone. They box it up for you. It's great. 
Another little trick, and I don't know if they'll continue to do this, when you return an Amazon item at Kohl's, they give you a hot little 25% off Kohl's coupon. That's right. Part of me is always like, ah, if we got to return it, that's okay. I need a little 25% off coupon for Kohl's. Kohl's is actually, I don't want to call it a great store. It's a good store. They sell Levi's. They got stuff. They've got some Vans shirts in there, so, uh, so that could come in handy. All right, one more thing I'm going to leave you with. There is a lawsuit. A man is suing his parents. Suing his parents, bringing his parents to court for destroying his $29,000. $29,000. I'm going to say it one more time. $29,000, not $100,000, porn collection. His parents destroyed his porn collection when they kicked him out of the house. And this is an adult man. It is not a teenager. It's not a guy in his 20s. He was staying with them temporarily after he got divorced or had a living situation. And when they went to send him all his stuff, they didn't send him his $29,000 worth of pornography. So he is now suing them for damages and the, the cost of his ridiculous porn connect collection. This included 400 VHS tapes, 1,600 DVDs, 160 CDs, and 70 sex toys. 70 sex toys. He's actually obviously suing them for more than $29,000. And I'm sure part of that is emotional distress because he couldn't spank it to his $29,000 porn collection. Well, sir, I have this cool thing to tell you about. It's called the internet. A lot of porn on there, man. A lot of porn on there. You don't need to carry around 400 VHS tapes. 400 VHS tapes. 400. Good Lord. You have a problem at that point. And apparently he doesn't know what the internet is. What's it called? Uh, what, are they, what is it called? Por- Pornhub? Pornhub or something? I don't know. There's like there's porn sites out there I know. I remember Captain Stabbin was a thing back in the day. That's when I was working at 86 Technologies and I had to block a lot of Captain Stabbin sites because that, that company I worked for uh, was one of those corporate blocking software companies. And I remember Captain Stabbin was a thing. I don't know if that's still around. This is a good 20 years ago that I was doing that. Captain Stabbing. Oh, man. On that note, wall fans, $29,000 worth of porn. Because you know I like to end these shows the right way. Talking about porn and ridiculous amounts of it. Oh, on that note, my voice did hold up. It's fantastic. Matt, if you're still on the live feed, make sure you're hitting me up. Uh, I'll message you my number so you can just text me. But I will be, uh, I'll, I'll be there probably around 1 o'clock. Look for me. Big beard, tall. M- my good friend Laura uh, has red hair. You're not going to be able to find us. I'll, te- I'll message you my number. You might have my number. Now you probably have an older number. Make sure you find me on Saturday. Going to rock out to, uh, to some good ska and some Blink-182 20 years later. Going to feel like a teenager again. It's going to be fantastic. But on that note, wall fans, common censors podcast consumers social media world this has been episode 94 of go tell us to the wall podcast we will be back next week same wall place same wall time and i am of course your favorite host the one and only sean o'rourke make sure you're following us on twitter at tell the wall pod and at magic muppet on facebook facebook.com slash go tell to the wall please 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 head on over to youtube search go tell to the wall and subscribe to our channel And, of course, until next time, wall fans, common censors, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, 
always, always use common sense.